just a typical Saturday night. Saturday night is not the loneliest night of the week. I'm Walton Hughes. And hello, Patricia. Hello, Walton. This is not a typical Saturday night. It's not. No. <laughs> you ran oh, It's not my fault. I did not play hooky. I promise you, it's not my fault. Tell we, them what happened. We Tell are live. Happened. We are live, everybody. It's 1037. Yeah, look at, look at your clock. We are starting the show. We're a little over three hours behind, but we're here. At, and if, no, we're, no, we we are not three hours behind. Wait a minute. I thought we are a. Yeah. Okay. We're a team. We're I thought team. we are. Right. I thought we're, we're right. a partnership. Yes, it's a partnership. It, it, it's a partnership. It, it will last until it's togetherness. It's togetherness. It, it lasts until death do us part. Stuff like that. There. <laughs> <laughs>
those of you who may or may not know, John goes to the Catholic Church, so he has a Catholic Church family. John, Larry goes to the Baptist Church, so he has a Baptist Church family. Both churches were there tonight. They both sing in chorus. They were there. Their gigantic family was there. The Boyle Institute, where they learned all the computers and did, and how, where Larry McMelinda, they showed up. And some of us radio families showed up. Uh, and they had families that just showed up just to drop in for the party from Colorado. Just, just so happened to show up. And so this been the work since July. And uh, they, the family rented like, I would say, like a community center hall, Patricia. Where you can put on big events. So they rented it. It had the bar. It had a giant room with a dance floor. It had 14 tables. Eight people each. So over 100 people showed up. They had buffet style food. And so... All of us were supposed to show up and on our invitation, do not breathe a word. Do not tell John Lori that he's coming up. <laughs> you do not do this. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, and I was the hardest one for them to find. I wonder who that might be. Should I think I should wonder if I could keep telling the story or take the call. It might well, be. It might we'll be. take the call, and then we'll go to your story. And because we have so little time tonight, we'll be able to get back to your story. Let's take the call. Or, 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 I don't or, know what I'm saying. Or, 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 or it might be something to add to the story. You never know. Hello there. You're on the air. No, it's Edwin from Chicago, and I'm sorry that I interrupted the story. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Edwin. It's good to hear from you. How are you? I am wonderful, and um, congratulations to the Gasmans. And, man, in this modern age of social networking, it's amazing that that was able to be pulled off. Well, I'll tell. I would, if, if you want to listen, I'll, if you want to stay there, I'll tell the rest of the story. I want to hear the rest of. The okay, story. so I so you just Here you just stay Paul on the Harvey, phone. Our you day just, on Paul Harvey. You just okay, the rest stay, of the story. Rest of the story. Okay. Yep. All right. So, how in the world did did you pull this off without getting into John Lurie's? Address file, contact file, because everything's in the computer. You know, it's not like like an address book where you can swipe for a couple hours. It, you know, it's nothing like that. You know. Who hacked? Okay. Who hacked? And that was six months. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a thing called Facebook. And so what they did, they went to January Facebook and saw all their friends on Facebook. So that's who they started to work on, and to invite all the, and threaten them, do not spill the beans. And you can do private invites. So that's how they started to build the contact list. 
Uh, Good grief. Yeah, and it took a lot of work to do this. Because, you know, not all the friends were on Facebook, but at least it's good enough to at least get the ball rolling. And mm -hmm. I was the hardest one to find because even though I'm on Facebook, it's not a thing I use a lot because it's not the most easy thing for me to work. And honestly, I got stuff going on, you know. Keeping Patricia awake on Saturday nights is a full-time job. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Walden, that's called having a life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, they've uh, their sister-in-law Deborah invited sent, sent me an, uh, a request through Facebook. I didn't look at it. I didn't know it was there. It was weak, and so somehow they got a hold of one of the radio friends that they knew that gave him my address. So I got the invite the Monday before Thanksgiving. So. I accepted it right away, and I um, and I was just playing it really cool because I asked John Lurie four times, "What are you guys doing for your birthday?" You know, I was being the, as Patricia said, the rat. You know, I was sneaking in there just to see, and they said, "The mouse, not the rat, the, the mouse." mouse. Okay, Lurie said, "You oh, know, you know, Deb, Kevin, that's the youngest brother, and Debbie said." Whole January 3rd for us. We want to go out to dinner. And you better dress up. Okay. What? Yes, you need to dress up. Okay. We find a really nice place to eat and maybe a show. And so Lori said, I don't know what they got planned. I have no idea. They got something. What, what, what does dress up mean? Does it mean like a tuxedo or a suit? Well, in Cal if California, dress, if dress up, it'd be sh a, a down shirt, you know, a button-down shirt and, right. you know. Okay. And shoes. Yeah, and shoes. You know, we Californians, that's our definition of dressing up. It ain't, it's no longer the suit and tie routine around here. Oh, okay. You, you know, it's not. Something more elaborate than shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the invite says you have to show up at 4.30 in the waiting pen. And this is the, uh, they have like a, the place open with a bar from 4.30 to 5. And then they open the, where the eating area at 5 o'clock. And it said in the genre of showing up at 5.30. Okay. Well, those of you who may or may not know, Patricia and I don't keep normal hours. You agree, Patricia? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I was sweeping away till ten thirty this morning. Got up, got cleaned up, and and the first thing I sat down, I heard my computer Skype. It was John, Larry, Ron, because I found some new. I knew, I found some new files, so I dropped. And so we were shooting a day. We were talking about old-time radio. And so Larry and John keep calling me throughout the day. Well, we need to find this or this or this. So I was working with them. They had no clue. You know, we just a typical Saturday for three and, a, three and a half, four and a half hours. We're working hard on different projects. And so I knew we had to leave because it was like a 45-minute, 50-minute drive for us to get up there. Because uh, it's in a part of suburb of L.A. So we showed up uh, at 4.30. And the people we knew were Don Aston and his wife, Jean, were, 
were there. Some of the other radio people were out of town that were invited. Um, and the family members who said, okay, uh, up there is champagne and uh, or apple cider because we're going to toast the, the guys when they walk in. Um, then, okay, then the family members, we have to be quiet once we think they're in the building. Because the gasmen got really good ears. So, so it's a hundred people in this room. That's a lot of people. Wow. And once we thought the gasmen were in the building, it was dead silent. Oh, my gosh. It was dead silent. And the way they were going to work, once John Roy worked in, the barbershop choir were going to sing happy birthday to him. Then the rest of us could say, you know, happy birthday. And so somehow we were able to be a quiet church mouse. And that pulled off. And then they took John Roy and introduced them to everybody at every table. And... The party, and I think they were totally shocked to think that their brother, sister, was able to pull this off without spilling the beans. And they were, it was buffet style. It was chicken. It was salad. It was pasta. Green bean. Uh, Issy. Then they had three cakes. Three, Patricia. One chocolate. <laughs> Once one white cake, and, oh, Mr. Ben. <laughs> and one other cake. And on the cake, the first cake said, over the hill, 60. Oh, no. <laughs> the second cake, which was chocolate, said, happy birthday, Larry, and it had a musical note. And the other cake said, happy birthday, John, with a musical note. So, you know, we were... Waiting around for the cake. So they cut the cake. Had John Roy help cut the cake. So we ate that. And then they had different barbershop groups perform. And then John Roy with their quartet performed for the last four songs. Hey, Walden. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Is any of this recorded for us? Oh, I wish. I, 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 when, I saw, when I saw Larry, I said, we should have done a remote broadcast. What did you bring? You should have brought your laptop, worry. You know, I don't know. It'd be uh-huh. interesting to find out if it, if it was recorded. But anyway, so... No. Uh, go ahead. So it was, I met, you know, other people. I met, you know, part of the family. I mean, as Larry said, how in the world can you pull off to bring different segments of their life that normally don't intertwine and have them show up under one roof on one night during the holiday season? How how can you keep a secret for so long? How can you keep a secret for so long? And, Amazing. And uh, so it we drove. So it was it was almost uh, after ten o'clock. So I changed into my uh, my sweats and called Patricia, and here we are. Your work clothes. Yes. Now, I I need to say something. Yes, my dear. Now, this has did, been. Did you go? I know no? in my heart. Yeah. An ex- Extraordinary challenge for you. Walden can keep a secret like a kid in a playground. He will he will not give anything away, but he will give little hints like he does. Well, let me give you a hint. 
<laughs> so I'm really proud of you. Oh, that, well, especially when the, when, the, when the invite said, do not tell. And there's a hundred people involved to keep the secret. Oh, plus, plus. Well, as long as that, one of those people incredible. is Walden, it's a minor miracle that it didn't get out. And 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 so that's why I kept asking John Lewis throughout the last month, oh, what are you guys doing for your birthday? What are you doing for your birthday? I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Thank you, my dear. And in case those guys are listening, they definitely don't sound like they're 60 years old. No. No. Just like Patricia, you sound like you're 18 and Walden. I don't even know how old you are. I am not. I'm not even out of kindergarten. Okay, well, stay Yeah, he's just a little kid. I'm the little kid. Because you're sounding good. I'm the little kid. Yeah. But anyway, that's why. So I didn't want to mention on the air the last month. Well, we're gonna be a little way just in case, because you know, John Murray do have ears. Uh, that there was no clue that something was gonna happen. So, so uh, thanks to Kim Bragg for loading the the best Patricia interviews into the system, and thank you for Patricia for being patient with me. And here we are. Well. I, I was just concerned about you because, as I said, my poor little laptop is awaiting its new power source, and it has just kicked up its little heels and gone to sleep until then, and that's where it was written late show tonight. So, you know. I'm sorry. I tell you, I need a keeper. You got me. <laughs> I need a keeper. <laughs> but I, I don't normally do this, but I did because... You know, we were, we were going to be starting late. I tuned in and listened to the Don Reed interview again. Gosh, what a special guy. Yeah. And what a special family he has. It, it was just such fun to listen to it again. So, I had a good time. I think maybe that can be on a th- 2015. It's been almost three years. It was 2012. I think October 2012. Uh-huh. Well, well, I think we recorded this uh, looking in, in August. August 2012. Uh huh. So it's almost be three years this year. Wow. So I'm I mean, d- like, wow. I'm just saying it, it might be worth thinking about doing it, uh, doing another one, Patricia. A follow up, yeah. And we did have at that same Christmas. We had Don and his brother Harold. Right. So the two of them were on swapping stories, and a couple of times one of them would say. They never told me that. Yeah, <laughs> so it was fun for them too. They found out a little bit about each other. So I I picked that one and I picked again at Jordan because I know how much Vivian McGee and Molly made to us, and I thought she did a great job. So that's why uh, she was. And, and you know, she had started out. I'm I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just kind of talking around you here. She had started out by saying and had. You know, she wasn't uncomfortable, but she had some misgivings about doing it because she said, you know, I don't have very much to tell. I don't, and my goodness, we, she had a lot to tell. Yeah. So it was fun. Edwin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm mourning the loss of a good friend of mine. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, in the 80s, I lived in um, Coral Gables in Florida. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. And my neighbor was Donna Douglas, and she just left us. Yeah, I, John and I met her almost fifty I years ago. If you had any interviews with her, I don't. Um, 
I and John really met her. I I imagine there's some stuff with Donna Douglas from the Beverly Hillbillies on YouTube somewhere. So I I don't have anything in my archive, but if I, if, I, if we start looking around, we could find something. Yeah. Edwin, how old was she? Uh, she was eighty-two. Oh my word! You mean you mean when she died, or when she was my neighbor? Yes, yes when when she died. Yeah, 82, I believe. We lost we lost some other well-known people. I don't know if anybody's seen it. We lost Louise Rayner, who is the one who, the first one to win back-to-back Oscars in the 30s. She was 104. And, and we lost the country legendary singer Jimmy Dixon, who performed just before, the grand, just before Christmas at the Grand Ole Opry and passed away at age 94. I saw that on the news. He was a very small man. Yeah. Small in stature, not not small as right. a person. Right. And we lost Joe Cocker, and I was surprised that he died in Denver because he's an Englishman, and I thought. Um, you don't. All, you think all Englishmen should be living in England? No, not not that. <laughs> so, because you know where there's a big population of Englishmen now is uh, in in Nashville. Um, I've lost him. Peter Frampton and Steve Winwood and a bunch of people and it just it it's you can live wherever you want, of course, but it just <laughs> I was curious. What is Joe Cocker doing living in Colorado? <laughs> well, well, I bet he had a home there. <laughs> I know. It's like. What is Edwin doing living in Chicago? It's the same question, right? There you go. Well, if you love mountains, um, Colorado is a big attraction to a lot of people because of the, the view and the mountain scenery and stuff like that there. Yeah. But I was mourning that because Donna was my neighbor, and she was so sweet, and... I know after I left Miami, she went back to Baton Rouge uh, with her brother, and we lost contact, and she was about 20 years older than I am, but she was always so sweet, and I was in love with her. Well, it's funny. I was not in love with her. I was in love with Ellie Mae. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah. And I, and, I, and I would tell her that because... Edward, you're fading in and out on us. Are you on a cell phone? Yes. I, I, was, moving, I was moving his knobs a little bit, Patricia. You're oh, so, Walden. You, you're so... It's his fault. I'm so sorry. Because you, you, you mentioned, oh, he, you said, oh, he's dropping. Well, that time I dropped it, so then I brought him back up. So I was... I was trying to be gentle to your ears, Patricia. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I will let you know if something happens to my ears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I thought I'm, we were losing him. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm um, sorry. I'm we, we're sorry. having buttons over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. So how long? Oh. How long did you live? In, was it Carl Gables? You said. Carl Gables. Walden. Yes. Put him back. All right. There you go. Coral Gables. Yeah, Coral Gables in Miami. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, how long were you there, and how long were you neighbors? Uh, we were neighbors about three years, and I used to call her mom. Oh. Yeah, because she was so nice to me, and I'd say, look, Mom, um, I'm in love with Ellie Mae, but you're my mom. Aw. That, that was that was so sweet. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie Mae was such an endearing character, and she brought so much to the role. Did you ever talk with her about that particular role that she played? Well, yes. What was interesting is she was a farm girl, and uh, she was beautiful. And um, she, from what she told me, is she got, she met Irene, I think her name was Irene Hughes, which was Granny. Irene Ryan. Uh-huh. Irene Ryan. Irene Ryan, yeah. Irene Ryan, yes. And then Buddy Epson, and I—I I don't know who Jethro is, because he Max, turned Max Bear. That, yeah, he became a big producer after that. I think he. I'm gonna try and figure out who's still around from the cast, and I think he is. Yeah, and they just clicked, and it was a phenomenal show. It it was. Now you mentioned just a minute ago that she was a farm girl. And I think you answered my question that um, you probably anticipated I was going to ask. She had such a relationship with the critters. I mean, they, were, they, they had chimpanzees and raccoons. And, and she would walk around with these things in her arms. It would scare me half to death, but she did it as second nature. Oh, yeah. She used to milk goats. She told me <laughs> on the farm that was her job to milk the goats. I give some credit also to the writer producer of the series, Paul Henning. Uh, he would help. He was the main writer for George Bernard Gracie Allen during the radio days, and of course he created Petticoat Junction before the Beverly Hills Billy. So he had a big play in in the series. Wow. Oh, Max Bear is the son of the. Obviously, his his father is not around at this point, but his father was the championship boxer. Right. Max Bear. That's right. Oh wow! Okay. Anybody else, Patricia? If you, I was, I was just trying to think if there's anybody still left in the show. So I think, I think you helped me out with. He, I, um, let me, let me go take a peek and see. I, of all of them, Max would be the only one. Oh, the main one. Yeah. It was such a shame to think what CBS did because they wanted to become modern is to kill all the rural comedy shows. You know, Grandy Green Acres and Beverly Hills Bill, all all those were part of the lineup and they were doing so well, but they they wanted to change their image. Hmm. Yes, he is in Oakland, California. Yeah. He's out in your territory. Oh. I think a lot of things that happen in those shows would not be considered politically correct now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edwin, I don't know what is politically correct anymore. We talk about this um, on air and off air in terms of old-time radio. There are so many things that went on in old-time radio that would just not even be considered today. And it's yeah. part of our broadcast history, but... 
you know, you kind of have to tiptoe because you're not sure how different groups of people feel and react to things that we just take as second nature or first nature when it's attached to old-time radio. So I don't know what's politically correct. Could we make a dictionary? Well, it's very interesting because I know in the 40s and the music in the 40s and 30s, 40s, and 50s, um, you know, the shows, you would use the word gay. Mm-hmm. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden gay meant mm-hmm. something totally different. Correct. When, when Judy Garland and other people... Uh, um, Ben Crosby, when they would use gay, it yep. was just happy. It had nothing to do with... Or, or, or think we had a whole genre of music called the gay 90s. Yeah. And it was just like, who are these people that are stealing these words from us? And... Or... or, have, or, or, especially, or, I'm, not, or I'm not criticizing anyone about their sexual preference, but gay used to mean, hey, let's all be happy. And I'm not mm-hmm. interested in your sexual preference. Well, or else, in other yeah. words, it's how the, how do we infer making love? You know, if it's a different connotation yeah. back then compared to what... The, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the music part of it. Yep, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. That there are a couple of uh, episodes of Zipper, McGee, and Molly that come to mind when we talk about language and how language has evolved. And one of them is the word pet. Mm-hmm. which is, it has a very strong sexual connotation in today's language, or, but back then it just meant kind of spooning and wooing and, yep. you know, making Google eyes yep. at somebody, yep. and that was petting. Right. Oh, petting, okay, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. Or, you know, putting a girl putting her head on a guy's shoulder, mm-hmm. that, that was yep. considered petting exactly. in Zibber McGee and Molly's terms. So, you know, the language is never dead. It always evolves, and we wind up with words that have completely different meanings when you look backwards. Talking about words, when I was in high school, I heard somebody explain why the English language is evolving. And it used to be the French language was sort of the, the benchmark, but... It stopped because it didn't evolve. Uh, so we wound up having English be the benchmark because it's still evolving. I, I don't know if that was an interesting analysis, but that's what that was the that was the thought. Why at one time in society it was the French language, now it's the English language. I have a comment on that. Okay. For one, I want to say that I really used to and still enjoy. Ronald and Bonita in, in their shows because they would whip out some words that you need to take out a dictionary and say, what are the halls talking about? Yeah. Halls of Ivory. Yeah. And I, I'm freaking out because I'm 55 years old and I learned how to read and write English. So when I get emails and people are telling me, um, they're doing something that I PLS, meaning please. Um, in my head, please is P-L-E-A-S-E. Or they do this OMG for oh my God, or LOL for laughing out loud. Yeah. And I, I'm not in, 
to texting anymore, but I'm wondering, are people going to forget how to spell? They already have. I started to notice this when Patricia and I started to enter the chat room, 10, huh? 10 to 12, there was a whole glossary. Language. You, it's, it's a whole separate language, yeah. And those no terms have spilled out of from the chat room into text messaging and into email writing in a lot of ways. That have. It, it, emails I, are full of it, yeah. Mate, Patricia, since you're a writer, maybe you can answer this. How did XOX ever translate it to hugs and kisses? <laughs> you got me. I do not know. Should I go look? Yeah. Well, X, X, Let me go look. Well, wait a minute. Let me count the ways I'm going uh, to do homework tonight. Now, okay. X, X, X means kisses, right? X is kisses. Now, yeah. wasn't there... Now, that probably goes back to the old letter writing days when people talk about old letters, right? That You would see that at the bottom, right? I never received all letters like that. Oh. <laughs> Poor Edward. But we have to uh, fix that. I will have to start. All right. Let me see. Let me see. But I'm, I gotta think that guy come to him. I think that. Okay. Hugs and kisses is a term for a sequence of letters X and O. The use of X to signify a kiss. X is more long-standing than the use of O, dating back to at least 1765. Wow. However, some believe that the symbols X and O are reversed, with O meaning kisses and X meaning hugs. Who cares? 1765 <laughs> it came from. <laughs> okay, so... Isn't, so isn't that interesting how technology uh, is like 400 years old? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about kissing being technology, <laughs> No, no, I, I mean the language. I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. So, do, uh, do you think XXX the same way, Patricia? It must be. Kiss, 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 yeah. It must be from the same time period. Oh, well, it says, oh, it's for the sequence of letters. Yeah. I guess they have to come together in order to have that kind of a meaning. Okay, well... XOX to you guys and all the listeners. Thank you, Edward. <laughs> someone else another chance to get on. Oh, oh, do you too? <laughs> hey, don't, don't you are so me. funny. Oh, Edwin, before you leave, yeah, we're yeah. taking votes on what is going to be in the next cycle. Every three months, we ask people to contribute about whether or not something during the week should change. At 10 o'clock every week, there's an old-time radio show, <clears throat> and right now, Monday through Friday, it's Gunsmoke, Amos and Andy, Family Theater, Science Fiction, and on Friday, I Don't Want to Get Fired, we play the awful shows <laughs> that Patricia picks. Is there anything in that lineup you would like to trade in, or do you have suggestions on what we should consider putting in there? Uh, I would suggest... I definitely like um, sh uh, shows that are horrible. All right. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm going to keep my job. Yeah, I definitely vote for that. And I would say... Um, would it help if I, if I ran down the list that people have suggested so far? Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Dan in Indiana suggested what I've written as date night to go back and choose a show, any kind of a show that sounds really good that happened on a corresponding date. So if we played it on January 3rd, 2015, we would go back and look for a January 3rd show any year. So it would be a mixture. And to do that instead of science fiction. Ray in Chicago suggested running interviews with Frank Brzee. He did a, a huge number of interviews, and they're all wonderful. Um, Walden would like an Elliot Lewis night. Elliot Lewis, of course, was Grimley oh, yeah. um, on Phil Harris and Alice Faye. He did yeah. Escape. He did, I mean, he just did everything. Patricia would like Sam Spade. Chad would like Fibber. Bill uh, underscore Bill, who is our lifeline and keeps everything running here, he would like a quiz, a quiz show but specifies not you bet your life. <laughs> and now we're down to Edwin. What would you like to see and where do you think it would fit? Well, if you like to keep sci-fi, that's good too. I mean, some people want to keep sci-fi, but we just, we just wanted to see if everybody uh-huh. is happy uh, with How about a night uh, where you guys decide... Uh, a night where you guys play whatever you want to play because potluck. I, I I respect what you guys play because you got good taste. So how about a night where hey we're gonna play what we want to play? So I guess that would dovetail with what Dan suggested, having the dates correspond, and we could just mm-hmm. pick from sure. four thousand shows. Remember, somebody suggested. In the garage, because all, all tapes are in very garage. Just go in, in the garage. In yeah. the garage. I just heard Bill had a comment about in the garage, and I couldn't, I couldn't sort of make any sense out of it because I don't own the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll forward it to you, and you can see if you can untangle yeah. what he was well, saying. Well, I know partly he's, maybe he's going something. to he's the garage by going to the woodshed. Well, see, I have a lot of interviews and things that are not transferred that in the garage. That's a future project, and. Also, I guess Underscore Bills used some of Frank's interviews as fill-in spots, but I'm thinking Ray and others would like to know what time those are. They want to tune in to hear those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's just there are pluses and minuses to everything. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, have one night surprise night where you whip out something and tell people, hey, thought. Yeah. Family, family, I don't even know what this is. Let's listen to it. Yeah, it's surprise that night. That would be cool. Or, or, I know, love the term surprise night. Or you know what we could do? We could be surprise night and take the pulse to the family. Okay, the next four-week family, what would you like to hear? So we're sort of like four weeks ahead. That way, like John the host, we know it's a month in advance. Okay, these are the four shows I need, to, you know, a, a comedy, a mystery, or whatever. You know, I mean... Mm-hmm. We could work some version of that. Yeah. That's a nope. great suggestion, nope. Edward. Nice. Is there something in the lineup that you and think... And it won't be a surprise. No, it should be something that you should... Hey, I got this. I don't even remember what this is. Let's hear it. What's mm-hmm. good or bad? Chad also mentioned that sure. we, should, we should have be level. Oh, I came across this and it sounds great and we want to share it with you. Yeah. Chad that's also mentioned. Chad also we've got Gunsmoke, Amos and Andy, Family Theater, and Science Fiction. Where do you think it would fit in there? We've had all of them for a very long time. So if there's something in there that you think Surprise Night could take the place of for now. What do you think? Science fiction. Okay. 
science fiction. Yeah, that's that's losing the fight here. I also Chad also mentioned B B night, you know B B level night because we B level all, show, yeah. yeah. So I thought Mister King would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even A minus. You're right. He's B. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, that's a great suggestion. Thank you. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that a surprise night where you just mm-hmm. you know, just pick one that we think is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even remember what this is. Let's find out. Yep. It might be horrible, but be great. <laughs> and hope it's not a naughty. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Yeah, that's a great idea. Thank you. Okay, let me give a chance for someone else to get on, and I love you guys. Same to you, Edward. Happy New Year, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Edward. You're Happy the best. Happy New Year. We appreciate you, too, Edward. Thanks for calling. Okay, good night. Good night. You know, Bye-bye. I- Bill Bragg had no idea when he came up with the idea of doing Cross the Board on Saturday on, uh, at 10 o'clock Eastern that the lineup he would come up would be this combobulated. Anyway. But oh, it's not combobulated. These are wonderful suggestions. They are. Maybe they we are. can just wipe out everything. <laughs> we could fresh. do that. We could do that. But I don't think he had an invention in mind that Patricia Off the Show was going to be the, the phenom that it turned out to be. Isn't, isn't that a hoot? And I, I just love finding these things and listening to them. So it's nice that other people are having as much fun as I am. We them. are live, by the way, everybody. It is Saturday, January 3rd, year 2015, and it's only 18 after 11. And uh, <laughs> we've been uh, celebrating John Larry's birthday. And, 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 and the adorable one is close her throat. I wonder if she has a message for me. Okay. What time is it? <laughs> only eleven. Only eleven eighteen on the west coast. On the west coast. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for clarifying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, so now next mm-hmm. week, next week, Patricia and I are going to be doing a couple of nights in a week. We're still. Mike is still in Mexico. Bill is still recuperating from the shoulder. So, uh, if you miss hearing Patricia for the first three hours, <laughs> you can make up for it. You can make up week. during the week. Okay, Patricia will be here. I have to figure that out. Who's gonna be where? But that's gonna that will Who's be part. Of, yeah, yeah. So that see that is the that's the surprise night. You 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 won't know until you tune in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday. Who's gonna uh, be there? But rest assured, Patricia will be here next Saturday, January the 10th. For sure. For sure. For sure. And by that time, my laptop will be charged up and I'll be able to access my calendar, I hope. I would hope so. It'd be nice to know that. You know, Mm -hmm. if I don't start (sighs) cross-posting, this is the second time this happened. I mean, you know, I had three crashes in such a short time, and each time the calendar went down, <laughs> whatever computer was We're gone. almost going to need to yeah. have you import the calendar into a thumb drive, and that way you have it on another computer. That way you have it in two spots or something. I don't think I can do that with the computer calendar. Okay. So I I just have to keep track on two computers. I mean, I've got everything on there. When Walden's going to disappear, mm-hmm. when I have to have shows done, mm-hmm. when Larry and you are going to call and we oh, can recording. That's right. That's right. Doctor's appointments. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. My whole life. And tonight, 
Phil, you called, and I said, are you okay? And you said, sure, this is our late night. I told you. And I said, oops. <laughs> it was on the other calendar. So so Patricia will is based upon the calendar. If it doesn't exist on the calendar, it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 I do not put breakfast, lunch, and dinner in there, however. You know, you know what time those are? When I get up uh-huh. is number one. Okay. Number two is when I'm hungry. Okay. And number three is when the clock tells me I need something to wait eat. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you didn't do I'm hungry right. Uh-huh. You know, you, you, you need to say it a different way. I'm hungry. Perfect. Perfect. You, give me that. Do a little more <laughs> of that teeny thing. I'm hungry. Perfect. Perfect. Hello, Carl. You're on the air. I am at a farewell party. My great-granddaughter... Who is three months old? Leaves for Arizona uh, with her parents tomorrow. And wow! So yeah, so I've been listening um, to your show and I've enjoyed the interviews and the callers and so yeah. Well, thank you, Edwin. I'm, uh, I'm Edwin. Call, got us. You got us, Ron. Even though I was three it's hours away. Hawaii for I was, everybody who doesn't recognize. Your voice, um, because I was three hours away because I was at John Lurie's surprise birthday party tonight, so that's why. So, thank you. Where was the party at? It was uh, it was in the old stomping ground in Woodyo, California, so it was, it was almost like a 50 minute drive for me to get there to get up there. And it's actually a suburb of LA, and it's it's where Joey Hendricks lives, he lives up in that neck of the woods. And who threw so, the party? They his. But her, her younger brother uh, and sister-in-law organized. It took from July. And they had no crew. And they had no crew. And they had over 100 people show up. And they had oh. no crew. They, and there were people from that normally would, you know, like the radio family, the church family, the, the barbershop family, the family family, you know, all these different People in parts of their lives, as Larry said, to think, he said, all night long, I just kept asking, how, how, how did you do this? (laughs) (laughs) Was it a dinner party? Uh Uh-huh. It was dinner. It was barbershop singing. It was birthday cake. It was... Be really quiet when John Lurie comes in the room and have... and, and, And... and uh, don't spill the bean kind of thing. And how did it? How did it get John and Larry over there? Well, their the brother, their yeah. brother said, "We're taking you save January third, and we're taking you out to dinner, and we're going to a night event, and you better dress up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what happened tonight. And so who, your parents went with. Uh, my or? my mom and dad. Took me and Don Aston was there. Joey Hendricks is in Texas as his family and other people. So, so uh, you know, people were away For, during the holiday season. Having a hundred people show up, I think it's pretty good. I think so. I think <laughs> having a hundred people show up and Walden didn't spill the beans, I think, is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I, 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 I was here. Well, that's why. Alden, we all have your number. Well, that's why I—that's why I didn't squeak, saying, "Oh, I'm gonna be late" or whatever. I didn't want to—I didn't want to say anything on the air. Nothing. You were really good. I am just so proud of you. 
proud of you for Thank pulling you, this off. Thank you, my dear. I didn't squeal too bad. Yeah, no, squeak, squeak. no, I mean, you, you go through this routine. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning you're getting warm, you're getting warm. Squeak. You didn't squeal the squeak. <laughs> so I, I really think you did a fabulous job here, Walden. So when we have Patricia's surprise 100th birthday party, should I... <laughs> Should I squeal? John, when does that roll around? <laughs> how, how long do I have to wait for that? That'd be exciting. Yeah. So You better hurry up because you're going to be 79. I know. So, Barbara, if you're listening, we got to plan Patricia's 100th birthday party. So the big question, where? Where? How? And we know a Patricia apartment is a little small for all her family to show up. It's a little small for me. <laughs> So we need right. we need to find a place for Patricia's one hundredth birthday party. And not tell Hawaii. And not, go to Hawaii. And not tell her. Have it in Hawaii. Not and not tell her. Yeah, we we'll could take her to Hawaii she wouldn't know why. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get together one one big jam session. Uh-huh. Hawaii. Yeah, okay. Patricia, let's see. I know if we can find a really big piggy bank, we can save up. What yeah. do you think? How many piggy It's going to have to be a really big one. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Um, by the way, Patricia, I was wondering, is it easier for you, like, let's say, on a, you know, at um, Sherlock Holmes or whatever thing, if you send it to me by email and, and let me download it or something like how we did the Jack Benny thing or whatever. It's actually easier for me to make a disc. Oh, good. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I said it then, too. <laughs> what, what again? What did you say? You said you were glad that I said that. And I said, sure. well, in that case, I'm glad, too. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> um, so are you, are you guys going to be on on Monday also or what? I would say, so. yeah, we're going to – a combination of us. Everybody. A combination of us because Bill and Michael are not going to be here this week and probably next week. So I would think Patricia and I will definitely be here Monday for sure. Um, 12. Yeah, I, the 12th, sure. The theft, you know, Patricia and I have to talk. You know, we have to talk. <laughs> May I have speaks with you? Yes, we have to talk. Because, you know, we she, have to talk. She, she might just say, I have somebody else to go with that night, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i get quiet. Oh, uh, would I quiet. do that? No. You're faithful. Yeah. You're faithful. 100%. You are. Before, like before, before I, I say a lot, Patricia, I will... Email you the pictures of my motorcycle ride. Oh, please do. Yeah, I, I will do that. Then you can describe it to the Yesterday USA family audience. The family. I will do that. And we should have you. Play, we should have you play in the background. She will, and I won't she even will say. Play. Oh, Ron, you're crazy. I won't say that. <laughs> All right, I'm going 
I'm going to say hello to you guys, and uh, all right, well, we'll talk to you Monday, probably. Probably Monday, yeah. Okay, Ron, thank you. Have a thank good time you. with the kids. Aloha. 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 All right, family, we are up and about. It's live. It's almost uh, 11.29 here on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And Patricia, mm-hmm. Patricia so chipper. <laughs> uh, Saturday yes, night. Yes, we are. January well, 3, stuff. I like your stuff. Well, go ahead. We've got lots of, you know, I, I, we didn't have very much time on Christmas to fill in stuff because we got to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to our gang. But I did put together some information about Boxing Day. Perfect. Boxing Day in England and I believe Australia as well and throughout the British Isles. Boxing Day is on December 26th. And I always grew up thinking, what a strange day for a boxing match. Well, it's not a boxing match. Can I tell about it? Please do. Okay. Boxing Day is a public holiday that's part of the Christmas festivities in most of the countries that were once part of the British Empire. So I don't know if that includes Canada. I'll have to check on that. But it was originally the first working day after Christmas, but now it's always celebrated on the 26th. Christmas boxes, meaning Boxing Day, were gifts, usually money, boxed up, given to tradespeople or others who have rendered service throughout the year, but who are not normally paid directly by the donor. For example, office cleaners or milk delivery people, those, uh, and those are the ones who got the Christmas boxes. Now, there's also additional information that I came across that said it was um, – that people who were in need were also remembered on Boxing Day. So I don't know if that's correct, but that's what I have read. But anyway, that's Boxing Day. So I thought that was kind of fun. I got a, an interesting thought. Yes? It's like I don't have any, as you know. Fred could attest that when I asked him, does Vermont have three hours of daylight? But, you know. Um, okay. <laughs> yes. You think Fred is in Vermont, and Walden wanted to know if he had anything like three hours of daylight. Yeah. Well, yeah, he does, but <laughs> also a little more than that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You think that maybe was part of the reason why we started with the Christmas sales on December 26th, realizing coincided with Boxing Day to help people out? I'm talking about so. years no, and years ago. I think ago. it's strictly commercial that the the retailers have to move inventory, or they're going to lose money on it. So even if they, even if a retailer gives you fifty percent off on an item, he's still making money. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I think I do. Um, because he is the market at fifty percent in stores, and then he getting, and then he buys it wholesale and market up again. Like, for example, when my mom and dad were struggling so bad in the 60s, they a lot of times would do their Christmas shopping for people after Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. for a lot of families, it was hard. Sure. It was hard. Sure. But if you get a 50% discount from an item that's up there, mm-hmm. let's say it costs it cost the retailer $10 to in a wholesale batch. It cost, the item cost him $10, and he marks it up to $20. And let me let me think about this. And you get fifty percent off. Fifty percent? No, 
What well, yeah, I think it, Okay, I'll tell you mm -hmm. how I think it's done. Like for CDs, I know historically because I was looking at commercially retailing some CDs. Mm -hmm. A CD normally costs from a record company, the royalties and the bass masters and whatever, $3. And I think even that's generous. Well, this is for the, when I was looking at this yeah. years ago. Mm -hmm. Um... Then, so you know, that's from the, that's from the, uh, let's say Sony, Columbia was quoting me that. But I had to buy 10,000 copies to resell it. So mm -hmm. my investment was $30,000. Okay, so I would make it, and then I would probably double that to $6. And, you know, then if I were going to get it to a store, they were going to double it. So that's why I think typically in music stores and things, you saw CDs going between 12 to $16 because it was a double, double pricing thing. So when you see somebody in the retail store do a 50% off or whatever, 40% off, they're still making a profit. Mm -hmm. the, the, the company, the distribution company, they're not, they're not losing anything. And right. so there's so much markup in that. That's where it all comes out to be. Works for me. Yeah. Greg is out there listening tonight. He said he liked the people you line up for us to talk with. Very nice. And then he wanted to know where we were. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, if you're still out there, we're here. And I do hope you'll think about calling us one night to say hi. We're at 714-545-2077. One. Jim Taylor called, mm -hmm. wanted to know if we were okay. And I said, yep, I'm fine. Just, I guess, you know, I really couldn't say anything. Because John already have ears. You know, so. I am just so proud of you. Yeah. I am so proud of you. Thank you, my dear. You didn't even say, I've got a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you did not say that. Well, you know, we could do it that way someday. Yeah, like that, like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, my goodness. You're just full of surprises. Would you like your question? I sure would. <gasps> Good. Well, you can. I hope, I'm missing. Oh, I'm missing your brain teaser. I'm so sorry. I looked at this and I think. Well, you, you, know, I, you know. You your can... brain teaser is absent. Okay. No, I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. We have no, some Walden, no. your presidential question, your no, presidential I... quote. How long First lady quote, how long, and your baseball question. How long would it take you to find one? Oh, probably six minutes. Okay. You want? I can play a few things, and you want to go look? I will go find one. Okay. You really enjoy them, don't you? I do. It's a good good mental testing for Walden. It's a, it's a, it's a good brain. Yes. Yeah, okay. brain exercise. So, so you want to hang up, or you want me to call you back? How do we want to do this? Um, You choose. It doesn't matter to me. I just don't want you to be distracted. You can put yourself there. You can put this down, and that way you're not distracting while you're looking up. I'm not distracted. Okay, well. I can tune anything out. Okay. Sort of. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, I hear a little bit. Uh, hear a little bit. Uh, <laughs> bing, bing. I cannot tune everything out. So I, uh, let me just stay online. Yeah. And um, we'll play some music. When you come back, I'll be here. Okay, here's Bing Crosby. <laughs> I got a pig, got a cow, got a horse and buggy now. 
And soon I will be driving down the old highway Got a farm, got a plow, got a heart for working now Tomorrow morning is my wedding day There'll be friends throwing rice, there'll be applejack on ice And everybody's dancing while the fiddles play Come along to the hall, you're invited one and all Tomorrow morning is his wedding day I asked her pa if we couldn't win And he said, why son, <laughs> you must be touched in the head The man who wins her pretty little hand He will surely have to own a parcel of farm and land So he went out west with shovel and pick And he worked and worked and then pretty quick He struck it rich and bought him a farm With a cute little house and a big red barn Got a pig, got a cow, got a horse and buggy now. Soon I'll be driving down the old highway. Got a farm, got a plow, got a heart for working now. Tomorrow morning is my wedding day. There'll be friends throwing rice, there'll be applejack on ice. And everybody's dancing while the fiddles play. Come along to the hall, you're invited one and all. Tomorrow morning is my wedding day. Tomorrow morning is my wedding day. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five gold rings, ring, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six geese a laying, five gold rings, her golden ring, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle 
and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five gold rings, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five gold five rings, golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five gold. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. I sent eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five gold rings, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two. And a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five gold rings, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. And a partridge in a pear tree. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers, 'cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that is filled with toys for the boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight! Jump in bed, cover up your head, 'cause Santa Claus comes tonight, tonight. Santa Claus comes tonight. Happy days, Happy times. to the bells and chimes. As Santa Claus comes your way today. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, for he loves you just the same. Santa knows that we're God's children, and that makes everything right. Fill your hearts with the Christmas cheer, 'cause Santa Claus comes tonight, tonight. Santa Claus is coming tonight. Stand by. Thank、you
you from things you don't know. Oh, I'm sure you could. <laughs> uh, no, sat- Jerry and Barbara William came down for your party, but they had to go back today. I heard, oh, uh, I heard that, that, well, I heard that they were, because of an illness, they were, yeah. they were going to have to go back, but are they going to come back down or are they not going to come back down? Uh, well, they're going to be back for about in the tw- on the 20th, but they came down strictly for your party. Oh my gosh. And, but because of the illness, they had to go back this morning. They made the whole big trip down here, and they had to turn around and go back. We'll have to stop them or call them. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to for, meet for folks who, for folks who came in late on this. This is Larry. This is Larry and John and Patricia. So and John, pick up the phone, John. Yeah, yeah. So were you guys surprised, huh? Oh my, was I what? Were you surprised? Oh, I was. I was so surprised. <laughs> yeah. Now, did Patricia know about it? Uh, yeah, because I only two people on the station knew. Oh, uh, Patricia. Because, uh, you know, she she's my right arm, my left hand on Saturday night, as you know. Uh-huh. You know, I you know I can only stand st- stand her up so many times before I get into the doghouse. You know that. And then, I I snuck interviews into Kim's Dropbox without you seeing it. So I told Kim to get him out of there in a hurry. How the hell did you? <laughs> Well, I hear stuff. Um, you know, I hear stuff when stuff goes in and out. Well, okay. If you may know, Sunday night, I stayed up really late. Yes, I saw emails. Well, what I was... No, you stay up late all the time. I know, but what I did... You're getting up and you're still up. I had the interviews I that, I wanted to portray, that I wanted to play tonight. I put them from the second computer into the drop, snuck them into Kim folder called America Swing without you seeing it. And no. And and told her to grab them right away. That's how I got away with those. I saw an America Swings, and I'm thinking, why did he do that? <laughs> no, but I didn't think. Larry anything. and John are the birthday kids, and that's why Walden was late. And he explained this up front, but just in case people came in late, happy birthday, Larry! Happy birthday, John! And, and they had a big birthday bash. Oh, it was huge. There were 107 people invited. Some got sick, and I think they were down to 99 total. I was the hardest one for Deborah to find. What's that? I was the hardest one for her to get a hold of. You on Facebook? Yeah, because you know me and Facebook. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe that they found all these people and got all these people, people from our radio family, people from our barbershop family, which he, that was easy. Yeah. People from my church, I, was, I couldn't figure that out, and John's church, and they made it all work. And Braille. And Braille, Braille too, Braille yeah. was easy. You know, Braille was easy. I have a couple of friends, you just say party, and they go, yeah, we're on it, let's go. <laughs> it's just nice, it's amazing to think that that many people have so little to do on a Saturday night that they would come and, and join together at a birthday celebration. Well, plus, I, didn't, I could not mention, a, I mean, you should have seen the invite from Deborah. Do not breathe a word. Do not. I mean, it was all over the invitation form. And I got it before Thanksgiving. Wow. And they've been working on it since July. Right. And so I had it the Monday before. And when I called her, I said, you are the hardest one I've been trying to get a hold of. You don't you ever look at Facebook? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and she said, well, Jerry gave, it, gave me the contact. That's how I knew to get your address. So, but Jerry, yeah, Jerry couldn't make the party because Jerry is still away in, on, on, with his kids. Right. So, so, so we had this, this, this whole routine, do not breathe a word. So how would I'm going to not tell the family here on Saturday night, I'm going to be a little late. So I just didn't squeak. And Patricia's proud of me. What did you do? What did you say? I didn't say anything. So they tuned in at 730 and heard? Interviews. They heard Patricia with Don Reed and Patricia with, with Janice Jordan. Would you, you snuck into the Dropbox? You... Yes, I snuck into the Dropbox and got and, and got Kim to get it right away. Wow. Yeah, you probably could have recorded stuff and mentioned it. Well, the re- reason why I thought about it, just in case you stumble upon the file, then then the, the whole thing would have blown. Right. That's why I didn't do it that way. Yeah. Wow. We have the sneakiest friends. <laughs> and my, oh my gosh, you should have seen uh, Facebook tonight just took off with messages and all kinds of stuff. After the start of the party. Holy mackerel. My phone was doing continual buzz for for minutes and minutes and minutes. Okay. I want to ask, and I, I just, I told the whole family for the first hour, because we've been on since 1030. Oh, you have? And so I'll put this whole thing in your file, how it came from our viewpoint. But I want to know what was your guys' feeling when you guys were sort of coming into the building. Well, you should know that, uh, first of all, they told us a month or two ago, what are you doing for, what are you doing for January 3rd? And we said nothing. We looked and we said nothing. Good, don't do anything. And then about a week ago, they said, by the way, we're going to go out somewhere nice. So dress, make it, you know, I said corporate casualty. Yeah, that's fine. That works. So, you know, nice button-down collar shirt and, and pants, not jeans. So I knew we were going somewhere, really, you know, pretty nice. So we got in the car today, and John, oh, and Kevin, and Kevin, had, my brother Kevin had said, and you know, bring your appetite. What we're going to eat beforehand is nice. So we assumed it was going to be dinner, and then maybe a play or some other event following dinner. So, and John, of course, is making us wait because he decides on Facebook there is a Range Rover. It's a contest that you can enter, and if you win, you get a Range Rover. The blind guy gets a Range. What the heck? I mean, I did it specifically just so that if a blind guy wins, then they got to figure out, well, are we going to give it to him or not? <laughs> so I entered it. Yeah, he entered it, and it took, you know, an extra 10 to 15 minutes. And then finally, okay, so we're ready to go. So so Kevin dro- starts driving, 
and I can figure out kind of where we are at least initially by the turns because I knew we came. To, I knew which way we went on our street because I was trying to figure out. Okay, are we are we going to be in Fullerton or in the Anaheim area or are we going to go to L.A.? Well, they took. They told us it was going to take a while to get well, there. Well, yeah, right? okay, but he and I, he said, I'll tell you this much: it's going to be in. It's going to be on Garfield, and well, Garfield goes all the way to L.A. So, so I figure, okay, so I he, wanted to get my phone out and open up GPS and find out where he, we he were. Wouldn't, he wouldn't let us do that because he knew we could. We could figure out. And he drove for 45 minutes, and, and what we found out later, of course, is he's driving in circles because we wound up like a mile. <laughs> and I heard that, and my mouth dropped, and I said, what? Well, you should have seen the, <laughs> M, the invite said, show up at 4.30, John Lawyer got to show up at 5.30. We had to sit in this waiting pen for a while. Yeah. yeah. And so we walk into, and it's, it's the Ritz Gardens Hotel. That's where it is. It's in Whittier. If you want to Google it, you'll find it. And so we, we, you know, we walk in. And, I'm and thinking, I didn't smell any food. I thought it was no. a restaurant. And, well, yeah, but that's just it. We walked in, and I thought, wait a minute. This is not an ordinary restaurant. This is Because we're in like a lobby area. Yeah. And I thought, well, what is this all about? And he didn't say anything because he's not going to answer those questions. Uh, and so we walk through the door, and the first thing, all of a sudden, I hear a barbershop quartet beginning to sing Happy Birthday, and it, and it it was so unexpected, I jumped. They said, you jumped about a foot and a half. Just to prove that white men can jump, <laughs> even at the age of 60. <laughs> uh, and, and then, of course, I began to hear Happy Birthday, and I thought, holy mackerel, we're in the Coliseum there, that many people in this room. Because <laughs> there was a bunch of people. I mean, not just... A handful, there were, I figured, at least 55 to 60. Turns out it was almost 100. And then I began to hear people's voices that I recognized, uh, friends from Braille Institute, friends from my church family, and I thought, we've been had. <laughs> yeah, big we time. We have big time been had. And nobody said a word. Not one person said a word. It was the, a well-kept secret. And a great dinner, chicken and uh, 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 scallop potatoes and... Green beans and a salad, and I mean, it was just a wonderful dinner. John sampled almost every liqueur and wine and beer on the menu. <laughs> I even had bourbon and seven, which I haven't had in many, many, many years. Yeah, and then we had entertainment. We had uh, quartets from the chapter. We sang a little bit, and then we sang with an octet and, uh, and got a chance to chat and talk a little bit. So, I mean, it was a wonderful evening. And, and I, it's funny because as, as good as our 50th was, it was so different because... Number one, Melinda planned it, and living with her, I knew what was partially going on, and there were some things I didn't get because she didn't tell me. But I knew there was going to be a 50th, and I knew there was going to be a big party, and I knew where it was going to be. This was so different because we knew nothing. Uh, it was just incredible. And I said I felt like I was at my own wake. Eulogies <laughs> couldn't be any better. And and I'll tell you, one of the one of the highlights. In addition to all the great friends and family, we had cousins who came in from Colorado. Yeah. Um, and they knew about it in July. They yeah. were told about it in July. So they've been planning this for six and months. And others knew about it but couldn't attend and sent cards. So, I mean, it was really cool. We have, oh, my gosh, we just finished opening cards, and we've got enough coffee to, jeez, I had coffee before, uh, but, but bottles of wine and enough gift cards and things like that. So we could, we, if we wanted to, we probably didn't, wouldn't have to cook dinner for several months. Just incredible. You know, there are a lot of people brought stuff. They didn't have to, but they did. Uh, and it was awesome. And and the only and I got two birthday cards that were brailled completely. <laughs> Alden's was one of them. Yeah. 
and then another friend of ours from Braille Institute brailed one, which was very nice. And we've begun to paste some stuff to Facebook, so more tomorrow. Yeah, there's a video up there that... Uh, oh, well, there's a video that, uh, that Kevin's daughter was taking of all of us making comments, so I guess you'll be seeing that later. Oh, that was, that was Kevin's... Um, his granddaughter. Yeah. His daughter. I don't, I don't know. If that, that won't be on Facebook right away. That's mainly just to, to give to us as a DVD. But, yeah. But there were other videos that they took and, and posted My already. My sister posted one of our quartet singing. So that's up there. Anyway, we had to be so deadly quiet once with the word coming out, you guys were in the building. How did they know? Oh, I don't They They had, must have had lookouts. Because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I think you know some of the ne- the nephews and everything it would come around giving us okay this is how we're gonna do it I mean they they was this is totally orchestrated inside wow. and we never would have known if my sister in law were texting from the front seat <laughs> was she texting I don't know we but we wouldn't have known she well, may I have heard been. I heard it going off but I I have no clue as to whether she was doing anything like that I have no idea well no there were some texts going back and forth yeah. but they just mentioned that they were from the house. They probably were. No, going. they weren't from the house. Of course they were. Because the people so, who were supposedly at the house weren't there. They well, were. Well, no, I know that. But I mean, so, that's yeah. what they told us. Yes, they lied. <laughs> they lied. Like they lied about everything yeah. tonight. <laughs> so. <laughs> you can't trust anybody anymore. So, so I, I thought I was going, I am going to church, and I thought I was going to go out to lunch with my church family like I always do. That's been changed. We've got a brunch to go to with. I think 20 people now. They're trying to find a place that will hold 20 people. Well, go back to the same place you were tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, the fun stuff isn't over yet. I mean, brunch and laundry all on the same day? Come on. It can't get any better. Yeah. And a show. Yeah. And a show. Yeah, listen. And a show. I assumed that you were just going to, you know, pack it in and just... Oh, heck no. You know, I didn't go to bed until quarter to four this morning, didn't get up until 10.30, and then Ron, Larry, John Skype me at noon when I'm just sitting on a computer practically, so, you know. I told Ron, if he's not up, he needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get, Patricia, they don't respect us night out, do they? They just shoot, they just no. assume... They There's something ass- wrong with this picture. You know, they just assume we're up, like everybody else at certain times. Yeah, yeah. I've told Don Richard a few times, you ain't getting to me now at 8 in the morning. He sometimes calls between 7 and 8 in the morning. Oh, no, he's called me at 7 in the morning. Yeah, uh, he, he's just assumed because he gets up at 4 in the morning, everybody's up by 7. Mm-hmm. That's generally when Patricia... The only way people are going to get me at 7 o'clock in the morning is to catch me before I go to bed. Right. Yeah, wow. That's just the way it is. Yep, yep. And considering... I'm sorry we kept your mom and dad up so late. They were they had plenty of energy. My dad, everybody normally falls asleep at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. He was still awake at 10 o'clock. He's still looking at the number, football stuff out there. Oh, you know. the court chat. You know, so... Yeah. It was great that Don Aston and his wife, Jeannie, so that gave us oh, good yeah. company. I yeah. thought that was great. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. I thought it was so cool that they really thought about it long and hard and got all of our different groups together yep you know that's not easy to do no but some of them had never heard other aspects of our lives well, a lot of them hadn't heard a Talk. thing before yeah. people you know they they, they didn't know the barbershoppers and you know people from braille had to some degree but the radio people hadn't my church fam- family had never seen me sing with a couple of exceptions mm-hmm. not all of them so i was really excited about that it will be excommunicated before too much longer <laughs> All in a good cause. Yeah, that's true. All in a good cause. Some one-liners tonight. 
floating around, man. There was some funny stuff. Cool stuff. Well, good. Yeah. Good. So we good. were excited. Still are. You should be. Yeah. Yep. So well, I hope it's as good when we reach 75. Well, so what are we doing for the 75th? I don't know. I'm always telling Patricia we need to plan her 100th birthday because, you know, Ron from Hawaii got it 79, so we got to figure out how to plan for Patricia's 100th birthday. So, you know, you guys, when you turn 75, that'll be an interesting task. Well, you know, that that's a birthday that probably would be held at my house for two people. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them will be there just to tell me what I missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to go put my walker away. Okay. Maybe I should get out of here. So. <laughs> Lyman depends up on. Well, I thought it was so appropriate on the one of the birthday cake over the hill. That was so appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> there was three cakes. One of them was said John. The other said Larry. The other one said over the hill. Uh, the over the hill and the John cake went, and the Larry cake was almost was not even eaten, uh, and, and so it was given away by you know to people here to open. And Mom said there was musical notes on your guy's two cakes. They were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Somebody went to an incredible amount of effort. To make this, you know, really well, I, I've been speculating my head where it must have cost Kevin and Deborah. I, I have no I, idea. Well, I know it wasn't cheap. I, 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 I have a dollar number, and I think you and I will probably be fairly cool because we sure know what the kind of event they somewhat oh, cost. Yeah, I didn't ask him, and I'm no, 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 they, you don't. <laughs> I, you know, the hotel in me likes to know these things just because just I'm curious. Yep. But yeah, no, this because they did this event here. We were there when my. Uh, nephew, Kurt, graduated from high school, and they did something like this, but I don't, I think there were maybe 70 people there. This was uh, 99, I think. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, thanks for calling to give the update. You're welcome. And I'll put this in your Dropbox, figuring you might as well have that. Well, now, we, now we don't well, have to it's, talk. On the, it's on the blue, I think, so far. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Now we don't have to talk about it tomorrow night. <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about any of this stuff tomorrow. You don't well, you might as well, because people are going to wonder why in the world happened to Patricia at 7.30. We're going to have to at least give an accounting of ourselves for a little bit. So maybe we'll be able to talk about it for 30 seconds. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to let you go so that you can talk to other people and more people. More and more. The phone, you know, I mean, you sort of just seen. Patricia was getting the email trying to explain where we, we were, where we were at 7.30. I was getting calls, so... You know, what can I say? So at least they know we're back on the air. It's, am- it's amazing, too. I, 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 I said, this reminds me of, because we, were, we went from table to table. The first thing we did is say thanks for coming, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I said, this reminds me of my wedding. Because it's, when, you, when you are married and you're at the reception, people are pulling you this way and that. Yep. And my, my, my sister-in-law is sort of like the floor director because no, she knows what's coming next. So we're spending time with people. All of a sudden, she said, "Okay, we gotta go, gotta go, gotta go." You know, we want to get these two tables before. I said, "My gosh, they orchestrated this. They knew exactly what they well, wanted." Well, they knew when they went. had to be out of there, so they yeah. knew pretty, pretty much what the schedule was going to yeah. be. Yeah, like. they had to be out of there by nine forty-five, and I mean, it was pretty close. It was about nine forty when we when we. They could have hooked you guys off the stage. That could have happened to wrap it up, but yeah. you know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, if you'd have yelled, "Get the hell off the stage!" That's true. That's true. I could have just said, well, I'm counting cameras, we, you know. <laughs> yeah, they had it all wired. Oh, God. So, in the meantime, I uh, will go and uh, probably go to bed here pretty soon. Yeah. 
stuff going on tomorrow. I don't think I'll. Be, I don't think I'm going to bed right away. No. Why should you guys? And then Jim, uh, Jim's going to call us tomorrow afternoon, and we're going to talk about computers. Perfect. See if we can help him. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys. Happy birthday. Thanks for coming. No, no problem. We had a great time. I'm glad. See you later on. All right. Bye. Bye, bye. Patricia. Bye-bye. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> How about that? Are we here? We are. The birthday boys. Yeah. I'm so glad they had a nice time. I'm so glad it got pulled off okay. Oh. Wow. Oh. What a feat. Oh. Yeah. Trying to pull a surprise party with that many people is it, rolling the dice a little bit. Yeah, you don't Amazing. know. You don't know. You know. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you, my dear. You didn't even squeak. 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 Nope, you didn't even do that. Yeah. Okay, we've got stuff. All right. I have stuff from 1915. We have to observe that we have changed the calendar year. It's kind of scary, you know. I was just thinking, I, I know people who are, were born in 1915. That's pretty pretty amazing. My goodness. Norman Lloyd. Okay, so Norman we've got your, question yeah. and your questions, and then I we're have 1915 over. stuff. What would you like to do? My dear, I'm yours. Whatever you no, decide. No, 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 no. Well, I think... You have been welcomed home, and we <laughs> have to pay attention to you. <laughs> All right, my we dear. We thought you were missing. I know. I bet my brain teaches because you worked so hard on that. Well, I didn't really. All right. Well, you have I, to name I, I, I gotta the, make it sound real, good. Hmm? I gotta make it sound good. What? Okay. You worked so <laughs> hard. All right. Well, I did work on the other stuff. This one was pretty can, easy. This can, one you, came to me very quickly. Adorable one. There are four days in every week can, that ador- begin with the letter T. What are they? Okay. Adorable one. Can you do me one favor? Sure. Give me that another word. What? Okay, that's perfect. Four days to start with the letter T? Correct. Every week has them. Oh, I think we've done this before. Tuesday, Thursday, tomorrow, and today. Very good. Very good. We've we've done a variation. Variation, yeah. You are quite correct. I thank them you're not remembering. Once in a while, I can sneak one in here. I like the idea we need to have you at the after-dinner Host this at our house sometimes. You can work with this with mom and dad. It's still <laughs> on the agenda. I have to go back and collect them all. I know. Once you get your computer oh. put together, make a special mom and dad file. Oh, we can do that. Perfect. That would be fun. I think so. Put you on speakerphone. You said, all right, mom and dad, here we go. You think we could stump them? I think we would have a good time. I think they're, we pretty, too. they're pretty sharp people. Okay, what's next? My baseball question. Your baseball question. Who was the commissioner who negotiated the agreement that banned Pete Rose from baseball? Bart Germani. <gasps> you know all of this stuff. Well, you taught me well, my dear. You taught me my baseball. I, I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, you you remember? I think. Oh, you, now I know. I think he, you remember him. He was the Yale College professor who wrote several high-end literature books. And when he decided to ban, he died of a heart attack within a week or so. Oh my gosh! 
Oh my goodness! I, right, a now, lot of people. Here's the macabre. A lot of people really think. A lot. Of the current commissioner really think the stress of the whole terminated his life. Well, I might have abbreviated it, but he yeah. certainly had to have some kind of heart problem. Well, he was a heavy. heavy help. Yeah, he was a heavy, heavy um, smoker. I, I have a macabre question. Yes. If Mr. Giamatti had died before the decision, who would have done it? Who would have had to take up that question um, and deal with it? His assistant commissioner, Faye Vincent, who took over. He was the one that did the investigation, so it would have been up to him. So that's it been his assistant that had to make the call. Do you think he would have made the same call? Yeah. Yeah. He would? Yeah. Okay. He, he, I think... People think if Bart, though, was living, he would have given him a grace period that Rose could have gotten himself back into baseball. But uh, the current commissioner, Bud, have felt he was so angry at Pete Rose because of Bart's death. He blamed Bart. He, just, he didn't want to be the one to, to return the table. He wanted to pass it on to the next commissioner to decide. That whole affair was a sad state. It sure was. It sure was. It was. Okay, so what's next? My presidential question. Oh, I love you it. You My presidential question. Your presidential question. Hold on. I, I, while you were talking, I took a short trip. It became Patricia. Go out and get something. It Patricia. Um, your it presidential question is. Now, I helped you with this the other day. What was Gerald? No, I guess I didn't. What was Gerald Ford's name before he was adopted? You said that, and I don't remember that. That's been a long time ago. I, um, oh. I'm not going to get it. So, what was it, Patricia? Leslie Lynch King Jr. Yeah. This boy, this poor boy, just couldn't do anything right. He had the name Leslie, which is very unusual for mm-hmm. a boy. Mm-hmm. And when he got to be a Ford, his middle name was Rudolph. Rudolph. Yep. I mean, that, that poor kid couldn't win. You know, if you think about it, Rudolph was a little more common name. Remember what old-time radio character had the name Rudolph? Well, we had Rudy Valley. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Rudolph. No. Okay, in the in the series, my favorite husband, the banker, you know, the banker, his first name is Rudolph. Not you know, not Liz's husband, but their best friend, the couple. Yeah, yeah. he was Rudolph. Atterbury. Atterbury. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Oh, I get a gold star for oh, that. Oh, you one. do. You do good. Okay, we got your first lady quote, presidential quote, and your Stone Walden question. Uh, presidential quote. Your presidential quote. An honorable defeat is better than a dishonorable victory. First one to come to mind is Abraham Lincoln. No. But it almost sounds like something he would say. I know. Um. I know. And if you get this, I'm going to send you something. <laughs> oh, a box of pussy rolls or something. <laughs> Um, who would be that gracious to say that? Hmm. 
a lot. We have a lot of presidents who would be who who had that level of integrity and would say it out loud. Okay, how about Grover Cleveland? No. As I said, if you get this, you get a box of yeah, 50 rolls. Yeah, yeah, And no fair going backwards from Washington yeah. and Jefferson. <laughs> uh, Thomas Jefferson. No. It was Millard Fillmore. No kidding. Nope, I wouldn't gotten that. That's, that's about one of the very things he probably would have credit for. Sam, He just, he melted into the background. Mm-hmm. Just melted. There's even a Millard Fillmore Day to remember him. Wow. People get together and they celebrate that we had a Millard Fillmore. Do we know when that he's is? Just, he's just a forgotten person. Do When is that date? Oh, I don't know. We have to find I out. I just remember hearing about it and reading about it a couple okay. of years ago. We need to put that on the Patricia Day that we can remember when the day comes across. Oh, um, I'll have to do homework. I know. Do you want me to do homework now? No. No. <laughs> you know, we're really lonesome tonight. We got and more so phone calls than I so thought. Time to say goodnight. You know, well, we weren't going to be on all night. We 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 did at least. We're going to probably wind up doing a two-hour show. Was it pretty good? Considering. Uh huh. Considering. Uh, considering. It's interesting. People just give up. Considering I stood you, when I hear they they go away. Considering I stood you up, well, um, I still think you're pretty good, to be honest with you. Three hours in, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's pretty good. We're pretty good. Okay, what would you like next? You've only got two left. The first lady. Your first lady. Mm-hmm. There is something in this great unsocial house which depresses my spirits beyond expression. I mean, these women really lived a very difficult life. Well, I know... Not the more modern ones, Mm -hmm. not the the more current ones. I'm thinking Abigail Adam probably thought that when she first moved in, there was nothing prepared. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. No, it was Louisa Adams, John Quincy Adams' wife. So you you weren't too far off base. I didn't know his... Why first name? That's good. That's very good. I bet she. I wonder if she felt like a second no? wheel. You think she felt I, like? I, you know, she. What she, happened to you? Hello there. Am I here? Okay, now you're here. Okay. All right. I heard a beep, and then you sort of went away. Well, I sneezed, so I didn't want anybody to hear my sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. So I turned my microphone down. So that's what happened. Okay. All right. So you were saying. I wonder if he felt in the shadow of the family, considering Abigail so well known and respected as a mother in law, having a father in law who was president and married a, a man who would be president. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Huh. I, I never thought about it in those terms. Okay. All right. Hold on. Okay. I have something to look up real quick here. Okay. She was, I should have saved this. Well, can't can't make it a presidential question if it's a first lady. She was the only first lady who was born outside of the United States. 
She was born in London. Wow, that's pretty good. I didn't know that. I, I, you know, I mean, I just never gave it any thought that there might be somebody, or more than one, who was born outside of the country. Well, make you wonder did he when? Uh, but when, you know, go, go ahead. Well, uh, John Senior was an ambassador to London. I don't know if John Quincy's ever spent any time in London, so I, I don't know. Well, I doubted that this was correct. But let me see. Where was Martha, Martha Washington born? Well, I bet she was born, well, she was considered a British citizen, even though, even though she'd been born in the United States. Be my guess. She was born in Virginia. How about that? Wow. And of course, they were all all the early early folks were British citizens until they declared they they weren't. Oh gosh, I've forgotten who was the first one that considered who was born as an American. Oh my goodness, it was really a surprise. Yeah. It was quite late. Yeah, Harrison, I think. That's right. To think about it. Yeah. Am I correct? It was Benjamin I Harrison. I don't know, but I would not be surprised. I, it just yeah. crossed my mind. I think I've heard it, but I, I, I do not remember. First president born in the United States. Oops, Martin Van Buren. Wow, number eight. Martin Van Buren. How about that? Oh, well, that takes care of my knowledge of presidents. <laughs> so that means we're down to your stump, Walden. Okay. First one, I, I first. This is a two-part question. Mm -hmm. Was the Black Black Museum a real place? Well, I think it is. So I say it's true. It was a real place. Is it still in, in existence? I don't know, but my guess would be yes. It is, and it is part of New Scotland, Scotland Yard, which opened in 1980, and it is still closed to the public. Huh. Huh. Very interesting. They were negotiating having it uh, part of another museum and have a museum, a, a, an, actual, an existing museum, take over all of the artifacts and things that, that are in there and allow the public in, but... It's, it is just jam-packed with macabre stuff. Oh, my goodness, it's just dreadful. They've got nooses and knives and, oh, I don't think, there? I don't think Have I would. Might? Yeah, I don't, uh, I guess, I don't know if I necessarily would go. You know, I attended, I went to the FBI building and it had things like that. Not, like mm -hmm. machine guns and things on display. Hello there, you're on air. Hey, it's Edwin again. Hi, Edwin. Hello, Edwin again. Hey, I've been to that museum. You have? Yeah. In England? Oh. In Scotland Yard? Yes, I've been to that museum. Well, talk about it. Well, the only thing I can say about it is that it was, as a blind person, it wasn't too accessible, but it was interesting going through it and learning about it. And it's awesome because they have uh, they have like a telephone receiver where you can go and you stand in front of sites and they tell you what's happening. So that was nice. But I was calling about something else. Yes. 
I was calling about Lucille Ball and my favorite husband. Right. And I was always curious about why they were the Coopers, and then at first they they were not the Coopers. They were the I, I don't even remember their last name, but it was. Uh, mean Lopez. Mean in the TV show. No, no the the uh, radio show. They were called. Yeah, and and it Cortez Lopez. Was um, it George Krupet? Was it the Krupets? Maybe. <gasps> Krugats. The Krugats. Krugats. Yeah, the Krugats. Yeah. Yeah, like Zev, like and actually it should be Javier, but Xavier Kugat. Right. And I don't know, Walden, do you know why they changed it? Not really. I just know there was a very, Lucy was hard to deal with. Richard Denny didn't feel very comfortable working with her because he, yeah. he knew that she wanted to replace him because she had visions of her husband playing the role. Uh, hey, I was thinking maybe it had to do with um, getting an American name during World War Two. Well, this is done in 1948. The show's interesting. Let me, let me see if John Dunning says anything about yeah, it. Yeah, the, the show's done in 1948, so maybe she had designed to try and shape it for her husband to step in during the radio series. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That, that'd be my and guess. I don't know. Why, why would that affect the name of the show? Who knows what else they would do it. I don't, I'm just guessing. Maybe if they, maybe maybe Desi was his, was his, um, was his uh, speaking style. Maybe they wouldn't think he'd be a Cooper. Okay. I I don't know. And it took me so long to figure this out, but I actually figured it out now. Um, her maid, uh, in one of those shows was the same girl that became Alice in the Brady Bunch. How about that? Did not know that. And and her name was called Precious. <laughs> and I got some CDs, some DVDs mm-hmm. from the Bob Cummings show where she's at. And that actress was incredible, and I don't know her name. I, I just don't know her name, but... Well, we can look up the Bob Cummings show. That might help us. You know, some, well, according some, to John Dunning, yeah. the name was changed because Cooper was less ethnic. How about that? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah. Now, well, Edwin, help me here. Why? Why would something ethnic? I mean, Kugat. Yes, Xavier Kugat, of course, was very Spanish. I mean, everybody knew that he spoke Spanish as a native language, um, but. Why would that be an issue in 1948? Why would that even come into play? I think it. the only explanation that I can offer is that it would be because after World War II, we were supposed to be all American. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only However. All right, well, here's, here's the additional puzzle. They developed the show in 1948. Mm-hmm. So if there was going to be an ethnic 
sounding name that they wanted to change. Why did they put it in there to begin with? Well, I just wanted Lucy was always lobbying from the beginning to have her husband in the show. That'd be my guess. And it never happened for the radio series. That's just... And probably around that time, I'm thinking that that's when they were working on the Lucy show with Ricky Ricardo, which was mm -hmm. a Latin name. Right. So I'm thinking maybe that had something to do with it. But it was a great show. And it always, when I listen to it, I always think, why did they change their name? That's a great point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if somebody else has a better explanation than this. Surprisingly, John Dunning has a very small entry about this show. Yeah. Wasn't on for very long. To think about it, no more, no more than two season max. It was hmm. a great show. I enjoyed it. Oh, let's see, July forty-eight through March fifty-one. So almost three years. years. Yeah. I don't know. He devotes an awful lot of space to even one-year shows, but. This one got a short shrift. I wonder why. Maybe there wasn't a lot to say. Or, or else the editors cut part down. You know, he had a manuscript that was 3,600 pages long for that book. Yeah, um, you know, we've talked about that on number of pages as opposed to listings. How many listings did he chop out? Right, you know? right. Right. Are you appreciating that no, book? Are you appreciating that book more and more? Oh sure, I appreciated it from day one. I know you do, and I'm really loving it a lot. I, I go to bed with it. I know that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great book, though. A great resource. Chance, do you know if that book is available on Talking Books? Yes, it is. You can get you can get that. Uh huh. It's called uh -huh. On the Air by John Dunning. And it's available. Nice. It's over 700 pages. And um, indexes. The indexes are incredible uh, in this book. You agree, Patricia? It's, it's a massive index in the back. Uh, index and bibliography. Yeah. And it's just wowzers. It, it's huge. Just huge. So it's highly and a great resource. It's highly recommended by Patricia and Walden. We endorsed it. So so go ahead and check it out. I'm gonna check it out. That sounds good. It's a yep. good book. After reading this book, you can replace Walden and Patricia because you'll know more than we do. Ah, uh, alright, here's a better explanation. Okay. I've got um what is this? Times Square yeah. Chronicles, whatever that is. So the radio show starred Lucille Ball and Richard Denning as the happily married Mr. and Mrs. Cougat. Later, the couple's name was changed to Cooper because of the confusion between the fictional Mr. and Mrs. Cougat and the real band leader, Xavier Cougat. Now that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. He was married, oh. married mobile times, so it would been hard to figure out what wife he was married to. So uh -huh. who, was this, who was Cougat married to? Oh, wow, band singers. No, it, it, they were just, they were talking about a confusion between the radio Kugats and band leader Xavier Kugat. Xavier Kugat. So they, they changed the name uh -huh. to keep it from being duplicated. 
So that makes a lot more sense than G ethnic. I have a stupid you know, reason to change the name of a show, but apparently there was there was growing confusion that the Mr. Kugat, played by Richard Denning, was actually related in some way to Savior Kugat. The thing that got me is how much Spanish music was the rage of the country during the war. Um, forty three, forty four. Uh, Andy Russell had a more. There was a lot of Spanish music that really hit it big. And Xavier Cougat and a lot of people really were cashing in in 43, 44 uh, at that time. And I think I would think that's amazing. Well, I think it had to do with uh, during that time mm-hmm. in Cuba. And I, I know Roosevelt was a big a big f- fan of the uh, oh the Good Neighbor policy. That was a big yeah. that was a big part. I know. I'm so excited because it it sounds like uh, the United States are going to be establishing relationships with, with Cuba, and I think that's such a a good thing. It's going to be interesting to see how how it all works out. There's no doubt about you know, that. They're 90 miles from Miami, and um, I think that's going to be such a nice thing because I believe that. I'm for all peace, and that'll be so nice. Well, a lot of people think the same way, and that the rationale, uh, we're cruising into political territory, so, <clears throat> you know, I'm just saying it's a nice thing, I think, just just about covers the whole, the whole Magilla. Mm-hmm. It's going to make an awful lot of people happy. They'll be able to reunite with families and have better contact with them. So, well, so, strictly from a family standpoint, I think it's a, yeah, a really I, nice thing for people to look forward to. Also, I'm, I'm hoping yeah, that I think so. I'm also hoping that the le- the level of living for people will be better. Oh gosh, yes. That's true. That's always. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, and I hope just for world peace that that happens and. We hope for the best. There's no doubt yep. about that. And there's enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know people say, oh, there are people starving in, in Africa and other places, and there's plenty of food for everyone. It's just a distribution issue. You, got, you have the infrastructure that needs to be built. and Exactly. You know, that's a big problem for a lot of countries. Yeah, I agree. And because sometimes you hear ridiculous, ridiculous stories on the news about uh, tons of wheat that Mm -hmm. is thrown away or something, and you're thinking, hey, this is not right. So I'm excited about just sharing with them and sharing with everyone. we American people want the best for everybody possible. There's no doubt about that. It's what makes America a good country. We want good things to happen to a lot of people, and that's that's very important to us. That's probably why uh, Americans been very charitable giving to a lot of things over the years. Um, you know, I mean, if you go back to old time radio, whoever thought 
the care package and everything to try to help feed the whole uh, Europe when they were hungry after the war. You know, it's, it's a remarkable testament. Right. So. Well, thank you, Edwin. Okay, well, Edwin, thank you for for adding up, to the night again. And now we know why the Cougats aren't the Cougats anymore. Okay. Before I hang up, give me a trivia question. Okay. <gasps> ooh, 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 ooh. Hold on, hold on. Ooh, I've got loads. Hold on. But you got Just a minute. Give me one. Give me one that you don't think uh, Walden can answer. Uh. Does Pat- Patricia won't choose. All right, let me see here. <laughs> oh, you know that one. You know that one. All right, here we go. Who was the captain of the vessel Scarlet Queen in Voyage of the Scarlet Queen? What was his name? The character, not the actor. Oh, I know exactly. His name is Charlie. Charlie? Yeah, Charlie. And he would call the girl Rose, Rosie. Uh, you're talking about the African Queen? No, the Scarlet Queen. Voyage of oh. the Scarlet Queen, the radio show. Who was the captain of the Scarlet Queen? Oh no, girl, I don't know that. You stumped. Oh, right. see, you told me to. You told me to find one that you weren't going to know. Oh, yeah, you stumped me. I thought you were talking I... about the African Queen. With, uh, now, really, is the African Queen on our list ever? I don't know. Did they do the African Queen on radio, Walden? December 15th, 1952, Lux Radio Theater. They did do it. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, it no, was, that's not was, what I was saying. It was, it was Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> the, the captain was Philip Carney, and he was played by Elliot Lewis. It was Humphrey Bogart. Oh, okay, let me see here. It what was Humphrey Bogart and Greer Garson that did it on Lux Radio Theater. Yep. I just heard it a couple of days ago, actually. Uh-huh. Um, all right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. In Fibber McGee and Molly. You're okay on Fibber McGee and Molly, right? Yes. I think so. Okay. Oli. The person, the Swedish guy who was at the Elks Club. What was his last name? Um, Elks Club. What was his first name? What did you say? Oli. Oli. Oh, wow. Don't call me boy. Was it the chief of police? Is that what you're referring to? No. No, Oli is the, he was the maintenance and caretaker at the Elks Club. Are you a sweep up? What was his last name? Only uh, from Sweden. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't know his last name, though. Oh, boy, I got you two times. Svensson. Only Svensson. Okay, let me see here. Which cast member in Fibber McGee and Molly, you can give me the name of the actor or the character, was also the voice of Elmer Fudd in the cartoons? Uh, definitely, I don't know. Oh, my goodness, that's three for three. Let me see. Well, you're wiping me out, girl. This is good, this is good. Okay. But can we have the answers, though, or? Oh, sure. Oh, sure, I I gave you the answers. Um, And what did I just ask you? Uh, For the, uh... (laughs) 
Who I'll is, Fibber Mc, no. Yeah. Who was Dr. Gamble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, and it was um, Doc Gamble. Arthur Q. Bryant was the voice of Elmer Fudd. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. And now, who was Harriet Hilliard? Who was who? Harriet Hilliard. That was Mrs. Nelson. That's very good. You got it. All right. One out of four. Okay, I have a trivia question on that one. What? What role did she play before she became Harriet uh, Ozzy's wife on the radio show? I don't you know. She had a beautiful voice. She's yeah, she was a, Yep, but she had a, an and? act. She had an acting role also on radio before that. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. Harriet Hilliard. Wait a minute. Hmm. I'm squeezing. Hmm. I'll give up because it's getting late. Okay. She was Red Skelton's mom when she was junior. Really? Yep. If you went to the early ones in 41 and 42, that was Hilliard Hill, playing the junior's uh, mom. Did not know that. Then Lorraine Tuttle. Who then later became L- Lorraine Junior's Tut- grandmother. L- Lorraine Tuttle. Lorraine, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so that means I can send you something, and I'm actually making CDs this week. What's on your list? I actually like, um, I actually like Red Skelton, but I think I have a bunch of them, so. Can I just call you back next week? Sure. Of course, or you can send me an email, whichever. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to hear from you, so why don't don't you save it until next week and call? Okay, a quick question for you guys. Yeah. What product did uh, um, she sell? Say that again, please. What product did Harriet sell? Yeah. Oh, oh, um... The show on the Ozzy and Harriet show. Mm-hmm. On radio. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a cereal? Nope. Remember, it, the name of the address was based upon the sponsor's show. Oh, dear. That that doesn't help me at all. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, if something... If you were... Let's play 20 questions. Oh, let's, I don't want to. <laughs> All right, Patricia. Patricia, gonna have a formal dinner for Thanksgiving. What will she have on the What will she have on the table? Exactly, you're right there. Well, she's going to have turkey. Uh-huh. And but what's she gonna What's gonna be on What's gonna be What's gonna be What What product is gonna hold the food on a very you know, oh my goodness! They did. Um, um, it wasn't anchor hawking. It was some um, something only for special did, special occasion. Silver. 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 That's right. Um, That's right. It's silver. Yep. You got it, Patricia. Oh gee whiz! And I can't remember the the manufacturer they they pushed. Who? What? Okay. Which about, silver company was it? Uh, let me do this way. What's Roy Watcher's what's Roy Watcher's last name? Oh dear me. Give me the answer. I'm dying. <laughs> Roy Watcher's last name's Roger, so it's Roger Silver. Yeah, wasn't it called like Silver eighteen 
1941. Uh-huh, that was the address. That, that was the yeah. pattern they were selling, and that's where the Nelson Quiver's 1847 rises away. Exactly. But the producer mentioned something that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And who did those Hawkins glass jars? Well, uh, they were Casey... Casey Crime Photographer was the best well-known show that sponsored that was sponsored oh, by okay. that. Yeah. It's for Anchor Hawking, yeah. Anchor Hawking. Oh, okay. Anchor Hawking. Which was based in Ohio. Okay, so now we have silver and we have glass jars and I know. we need some food now. Food! <laughs> food! Just don't bring the Maxwell House, okay? We need some Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls. Cool. Cool. That are, that are chocolate. Chocolate. They're, they're caramel. <laughs> oh, scary me. Oh. I mean, I mean yes, Patricia. And it's, and it's a rough. Patricia. Okay. Patricia has to give up the fight. She's still fighting the cars at her, at her heart school. You know, what can I say? Yeah, you got one out of seven. Well, I think that's progress. And it was only because of suggested. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's progress. <laughs> One out of seven. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know there was this big there was this big argument about Tootsie Rolls, but have you ever guys have you guys ever thought about Rolos? Is that caramel or is that chocolate? They're called Rolos. I never I don't know what those are. Really? Nope. Never heard of I them. I don't know what they are either. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Next time you're out shopping, you have to buy a box for us. Yeah, you, oh. you have to go out and get something they, and describe they, it to us. Do they come in a box? No, they come in a in a, a little package, like a four-inch uh, so, so like a little cardboard tray type thing? No, no, it's like five, six, and they're little, and they're called Rolos. You okay. guys don't know about Rolos? No, never heard of them. No, I'll look for them the next time I'm in the supermarket, and then I'll tell you they're chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll send you some, Walden, if I can find them. Aww. I would do that. I know you would. You take care of me. You always have. I, they come yeah, wrapped like a big tub. Always. But they're separate. Huh. Pieces. And I was always interested if they were uh, chocolate or caramel. I guess we're going to have well, to find we'll out. Well, we'll determine that. It will, be a, it will be part of a taste study. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we have to move off. Tootsie Rolls to do this, or can we do the two of them at the same time? Well, if anybody else is listening and they know about Rolos, that'd be interesting to find out. I can't believe you guys don't know about Rolos. Well, see, we've been neglected. We, Patricia and I had a neglected childhood. We never grew up on Rolos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rolos. Rolos. Yeah. Okay. We, 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 now, we, 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 I put it on my list for the supermarket. When Patricia goes roof shopping, she'll be able to find it. Roof shopping. That's <laughs> roof shopping. All right. Okay. Edwin, is it a roof or a rough? Um, actually, what it is is if you give me $20, if I 
my dog can speak. I, you broke up on me there. Say hey. that again. It's if you give my dog $20 if he can speak. Yeah. He can say roof, roof. Oh, boy. The top of the Oh, house. boy. I even went to the, to the Webster Dictionary pronunciation, and it says roof. Well, we just know the wrong, Patricia. I would You're breaking up, too. What's happening here? We just know the wrong. What? The wrong. That's all. Uh, I would okay. Say, I would say roof. <sighs> Midwest and Nebraska. And that would be what are we going to do with you guys? Well, you can turn us in. Is roof wrong? Roof. That's what I would say, roof. Roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, Midwest says roof. Walden says roof. Mm -hmm. Webster says roof. New York says roof. Well, maybe the Webster Dictionary has a bias. Where is it printed? Is it printed in the Midwest or in New York? Deliver me. <laughs> I think it's printed in London. How's that? I really don't think it is either. I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, Edwin, that's your homework. Find out where Webster dictionaries are printed. And when we talk to you next week, you can give a report. I will, because I, I use Merriam. And I use Webster, and they're both different, and fascinates me how they're getting new words in the official dictionary. I know the the, the all-time winner, hands down this year, being voted into the Oxford Dictionary is the word vape, V-A-P-E. Oh. Anybody know what it is? I nope. think it's slang for something. Mm-hmm. I heard it's it, but... It's for the e-cigarettes Yes, vapor. yes, yeah. You smoke vapor, and it's called vape. Well, I don't know if you guys are too young to re rem remember when ain't fell in the paint. And I think the word ain't is actually in the dictionary now. Mm-hmm. It's my, been for many my, decades. My mom, my mom, mm, well, my mom, correct, that's the one word my it mom, that's the one word. It's also listed as incorrect usage. That's see. the one word my mom harps on me. She does not like me use the word ain't. I would. I don't, I don't like not. using that. And another thing that really freaks me out is when people use no when it should be N-O-T, not. not? Oh, I ain't got no, yeah. Ain't got you guys notice that? Sure, it's a double negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, although widely disapproved as non-standard and more current in the habitual speech of the less educated, it's flourishing in American English. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Your mother would not be happy about this, Walden. I know. I know you guys are going to uh, keep the English language uh, appropriate, so I'll be listening yes. to that. Thank, thank, okay. Thank Thanks, you. Edwin. You have a good week. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay.
Are we here? Uh-huh. What were we doing? We, we, just, we just wrapped up all my trivia stuff. And it's 10 to 1. And so should I tuck you in bed? <clears throat> it's what? Should I tuck you in bed? It's only 10 to 1. What What time is it? <laughs> oh, well, I'm looking at a California clock. I can, it's 10 to 4. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you ready? I think it's time for us to say, say good night. Okay. Well, it's time. No, wait. I can't speak for you. It's time for me to say good night. Yes. You want to say good night to the family? What? You want to say good night to the family? Yes. Oh, oh, it's time. It's time. And we will be back during the week. Yes. Some nights. We're yes. not sure which ones. We should couple. But we will be here. Monday is the sure thing. It's up to you. It's your depending on your schedule. Okay. Monday's fine. Okay. And I'm of thinking, course. and I'm thinking Tuesday would be fine too. Okay, I'm easy. Well, it depends on you know you got stuff going on on Tuesday and Thursday. I I wanted to double check that before we. Oh sh- yeah, I got hard school. You know that's okay. I'm doing really well. I know you are. Yeah. All right, my dear. Say good night to the family. I'm going up. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being with us, and we will be on time next week because there won't be any birthday parties, and that, I'm so glad it went so well. And happy birthday to John and Larry Gassman. They were the ones who were honored at the birthday party. Good night, everybody. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Good night, everybody. And run away I dream you're mine And then as quick as Quicksilver All my dreams Are led astray I keep chasing you Till I'm facing you And embracing you With all your charms With all your charms Then you slip through my fingers just like quicksilver right into someone else's arms. Let's say our prayers. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Bless John and Larry on the birthday. Thank you for all our friends out there. Help the poor, the needy, and the poor. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Good night, everybody. Fickle as can be. And your fickle ways have got me up a tree. You're as hard, You're to, hard hold to hold as quicksilver when you kiss. When you kiss and, and run, run away. away. Oh, kiss and then I, I dream do. you're mine and then I as dream quick you're as mine. Quicksilver, all my dreams. All my dreams are led astray. I keep chasing, chasing you. Till I'm facing, facing you, you And embracing, embracing you, you With all your charms Then you slip through my fingers Just like right quicksilver Right into right in someone else's quicksilver Into someone's arms
keep chasing, chasing you, you till I'm facing, facing you and embracing, embracing you, you with all your charms. Then you slip through my fingers just like quicksilver right into someone else's quicksilver into someone's arms. Thank you. 